The year is 2021. The last new 2D Metroid was released in 2002. And now it is up to Dread to help revitalize the series. Hey everyone, this is What's New Andrew, and welcome to the second episode of the Let's Nintendo It podcast. This time, I want to talk about Metroid Dread. For those of you who don't know, it was announced during Nintendo's E3 2021 presentation, and is going to be released October 8th of this year. As I mentioned before, Metroid Dread is the first 2D Metroid game that is being released since 2002. And I want to talk about why I think it's very important for this game to do well, not only for Metroid fans, but for people who are unfamiliar to the series as well, and like Nintendo in general. Before I talk about Metroid Dread, first I want to talk about the series in general, and the legacy it has had. The Metroid series made its debut in 1986 with Metroid for the NES. It was a very different game than anything else Nintendo had released. It didn't have a bright, bubbly atmosphere, it relished in its darker tone and sci-fi themes. Also, it was very unique in a gameplay standpoint. It was a platformer, a 2D one of course, and Nintendo's done that several times before, but unlike most 2D platformers that Nintendo released around that era, it wasn't going from point A to point B, but you had a big, wide, open 2D platforming environment for you to explore. The main goal of the game is to find upgrades and use those to progress throughout this big open area. The game was a critical and financial success. It was appreciated by reviewers for being difficult, but also having a good level of challenge and fast-paced gameplay. And it is still currently the best-selling Metroid game in Japan. This game helped lay the groundwork for a new sub-series of 2D platformers called Metroidvanias. Examples of other games in this genre include Hollow Knight and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. The series continued through the 90s and 2000s to mostly critical acclaim. Games like Super Metroid and Metroid Prime are known as some of the best of their respective genre. While critics consistently liked Metroid games, sales were pretty inconsistent. That's not to say that no game sold well. Super Metroid and Metroid Prime both sold more than 2 million copies, which is phenomenal for a game. I usually use 1 million copies as a benchmark of a game that sold well, so selling 2 million is really great. However, games like Metroid Zero Mission and Metroid Prime 2 didn't really sell as well as Nintendo was probably expecting, with Metroid Prime 2 selling less than half of the original Metroid Prime's numbers. Since 2010, there was a huge decline in how many Metroid games were being made. That's not to say that no Metroid games were released, but it wasn't any sort of new, thoughtful addition to the overarching story. There was one spin-off, Metroid Prime Federation Force, which nobody wanted, and there was a remake of the second Metroid game for the Nintendo 3DS, released back in 2017. All of that is going to change this year as Metroid Dread is the first new, thoughtful addition to the Metroid series we've had since 2010. While I can't definitively answer the question on why Metroid had no presence in the 2010s, upon doing research there were two factors that I found, which could explain the loss of faith in the franchise. First off, the series, even though it's quite talked about favorably in America, it never really took off in Japan. 
I mentioned that the original Metroid is the best-selling game in Japan, and that's just a testament to how poorly the series has done overseas. According to an interview with one of the creators of the series, Yoshio Sakamoto, this is because the genre of science fiction has never really been big in Japan. Additionally, unlike America where we love themes of darkness in video games, Japan has never really cared for it. This fact doesn't really surprise me, as America really likes science fiction, I feel. The fact that this game released near Ripley Scott's Alien? I feel that had a huge influence for how well the game did in America. The last game released in the Metroid series before it went into a hiatus was Metroid Other M for the Wii. And this game alone, I feel is another big contributing factor to why Metroid hasn't had a lot of games within the 2010s. While the game did sell well, it was on the Wii after all, fans really didn't like it. There was a lot of complaints about the changes in gameplay, the reliance on cutscenes, and especially the characterization present in Other M. Samus, the protagonist of the series, is known as a badass, but they just reduced her down to nothing in this game, which is a decision I also really don't like at all. Even if it was just this one game that fans didn't like, I feel like this was a sign to Nintendo that Metroid just wasn't a profitable franchise anymore. Is it a really good reason to stop making games for it? No, not really, but they took it as one anyway. However, everything is changing now. Metroid fans got their wish back at E3 2017 when Metroid Prime 4 was announced. This was enormous. There hasn't been a Metroid Prime game since the 2010s, and fans were ecstatic. However, one little problem, the game was announced in 2017 and has yet to release. The game had to restart development completely back in early 2018, and that's the last we've heard of this game. There has not even been a single teaser trailer or even an image that has shown up. We only know what the title looks like. At least, from the first development cycle, so the title may be outdated anyways. But, Metroid Dread is the big one. They not only announced a Metroid game was coming, but it's releasing in only a few months. This is extremely exciting, and I personally believe there are lots of reasons that it's so important for this game to succeed. First off, I think we all know that Nintendo has several franchises that have not had a game in a very long while that fans still really want a game of. Some of these dead franchises include Kid Icarus, Star Fox, and especially F-Zero. I think the fact that Nintendo actually gave the Metroid franchise a shot, and it sold well, I think that would make Nintendo really reconsider what they do with these dormant franchises, and help Nintendo realize how to properly handle development and marketing for these sorts of games. I think Nintendo is doing a fantastic job at being sure that people are excited for this game. They're doing a great job with releasing trailers at a pretty consistent rate, and the material in the trailers looks incredibly fun. I'm super excited for Dread to come out, and I've been seeing a lot of people online that are super excited for it as well. I think if this game does well, it will show Nintendo that if they are going to make a game that's from a franchise that fewer people like than, say, Zelda, they should be sure to make a game that's faithful to the series' past and something that the current fans of the franchise would like, but at the same time consistently releasing trailers that properly show why the series was loved in the first place and why they should pick up this game. 
Additionally, this game is in a very unique position because this is not the first time Metroid Dread was in development. Metroid Dread was originally in development for the Nintendo DS, but then it got cancelled, and now Nintendo decided to revive the project. Maybe this will encourage Nintendo to revive some other projects that they cancelled in the past and give it another shot on the Switch? The Switch's user base is enormous, so I think this is the perfect time to try to revitalize dead projects, and ask consumers to give it a shot. The second big reason I want this game to succeed is that maybe it will show Nintendo that fans are open for more tonally diverse games. There is no other Nintendo franchise like Metroid in terms of its tone. It's supposed to be dark, brooding, and have a big focus on loneliness and solitude, and has a much more serious tone. This is in contrast to most other Nintendo franchises where they're bright colors, super happy, and filled with loads of NPCs for players to interact with. Most Metroid games aren't like that at all. You're Samus, and she's likely the only human character you could play as and the only character that could really talk. You're out there in an unknown world and you're trying to survive against the alien threat. Plus, the overarching story and themes in this game are much darker than any other Nintendo franchise. It's not like Splatoon, Pikmin, or Kirby where there's dark themes if you look hard enough in it. With Metroid, it's right in the forefront, and I have so much respect for the franchise because it's able to do that when Nintendo as a company is known for creating experiences that are much more light-hearted. I will never ever say Nintendo should stop making games that are oriented for all ages. It's their specialty, and they do a fantastic job with it. But, I do feel like if they have at least like one or two games once in a while that deviates from that, it will only help more audiences discover Nintendo and also help to break that stereotype that Nintendo has games just for kids. When I'm saying a game with more mature themes, I'm not saying it has to be a realistic survival horror game with blood, gores, zombies, swearing, and realistic character designs. I'm thinking of something more along the lines of the movie Coraline. It's animated, it has goofy character designs, and it takes place in a whimsical fantasy world, but its stories and theme are much darker. But it created a very memorable viewing experiences for both adults and kids, even if it did creep some kids out. Metroid is a game that very much breaks the mold of what Nintendo is usually known for, and if it's successful, maybe it will encourage Nintendo to break the mold a little bit more. Speaking of breaking the mold, another aspect where I feel Metroid deviates from other Nintendo properties is the way that it tells its stories. Or I should really say story, because while each individual game has its own story, it's all a part of one big interlocking plot. Most Metroid games made have a very purposeful place in the timeline, and Metroid Dread is going to be the finale of the first overarching story that the series had. This is very different for Nintendo as they usually either don't have any overarching stories whatsoever, such as the Mario series, where the events of one game aren't really brought up at all in the events in a future game, or some franchises retell similar stories in each of their games, but only taking place in a different universe, such as Fire Emblem, Zelda, or Star Fox. Metroid is different from all of these, because even though the gameplay in Metroid games are generally the same, and they usually have the same story beats, they remember events that happened in the past games chronologically, and that alters the story and impacts events in the present games. I absolutely love this form of storytelling, 
It makes the game's plots work not only as a fan who's just getting into the series, but also really rewards longtime fans and veterans for keeping up with the franchise. Metroid's overarching story is also really good. I'm really impressed by how good of a story they've been able to keep even though this series has been going on for more than 30 years. All the details that they add to the character of Samus, the Galactic Federation, Ridley, and the Chozo as a race, it never feels really tacked on or forced. It feels very intentional and it feels like the developers know what they want to do with these characters. And considering the franchise has been going on for as long as it has, and spanned over multiple console generations, that is extremely impressive to me. And I can't think of any other video game franchise except for Metroid that's managed to accomplish that. And perhaps this game's success will make Nintendo realize that there are fans of this style of storytelling. Honestly, I think one of the biggest reasons I want this game to do well is because I like Metroid. I think it's a great franchise with some phenomenal games, and I just don't want it to have another 10-year hiatus again. The franchise itself and its fans deserve better than that. There's so many great things for this series, and I just want it to get the proper treatment that it deserves. Now, I may be coming off as, oh, I don't think this game is going to succeed, and I don't think Nintendo has been doing a good job of promoting it so far, but... To be honest, that isn't the case. I actually think Nintendo's doing a fantastic job of promoting this game. They're releasing trailers at a constant rate, they're very well edited, and there's just been a lot of buzz around this game, shown by how well the pre-orders have been for it. Now, in order for this game to really help the Metroid fanbase grow, I think one of the biggest, most important things they need to do is make it accessible to new Metroid players. While I know longtime Metroid fans will be picking this up, so will a lot of newcomers to the series. And the last thing I want them to do is just be too intimidated by the series, feel like they don't know what's going on, and put the game down. I feel two crucial steps they need to do in order to mitigate this is to have a really, really good story recap, because as I already mentioned, there's a big overarching story happening with the series, and this game serves as the finale to that. So, I think in order for fans to really fully appreciate what's going on, I believe that a really great recap needs to be present in the game. I think in the menus there should be an option you could press and then you could kind of see the story so far, like was present in Kingdom Hearts 3. Now another way that I think this game can ease newcomers into the franchise is to be very customizable when it comes to difficulty. Even though there's going to be a lot of new players to the Metroid series playing this game, I actually want this game to be pretty hard. Like how Mario Odyssey felt like a Mario fan's Mario game, I want Metroid Dread to feel like a Metroid fan's Metroid game, and I want it to be hard. However, I think that would scare off some newcomers, so if they have an assist mode like in Mario Odyssey where it kind of shows you where you need to go, or just have a customizable, easy, normal, hard playthrough, I think that would really help this game not only make older fans of the franchise happy, but also help, you know, ease either new players to the Metroid or younger kids who I think may pick this up because their parents don't see the rating or they just see Samus and Smash Brothers, so they kind of hope it for the holiday. I think it would help players like those really get to enjoy this game. Now, when it comes to marketing this game for Japan, I honestly don't really know what to say here. 
The problem with this series not being a big hit with Japan has nothing to do with the quality of the games, because they're great games. It's just the overall franchise ideas themselves. They're very hardcore science fiction, and Japan's just not into that. I don't really have a good solution for this. All I can really say is just make the trailers look like it's a very fun game and help them kind of realize that, hey, this may be thematically different from what you're used to, but it's still a really fun game and just kind of hope for the best. Now, before I end this, I just want to say that even if this game does do successfully, I am not saying that next E3 we're definitely going to get something with a more linear story or we're definitely going to get a game with darker tones. I fully understand that. I'm just saying these points not because I think Nintendo will immediately do it, but this will make Nintendo realize that there's an audience for it and make them not automatically reject it because it wouldn't do well sales-wise. I don't think that this game will immediately cause like new franchises to be made that are completely different, but I think that this game will be very important in order to tell Nintendo that there are people who like this, and when they see an idea from one of their developers that has these sorts of qualities, they won't automatically say no because that's not how we do things. They'll kind of realize that sometimes something different sells, and they'll try to give it a shot. Anyways, that's all I really wanted to say about the topic. I hope you buy Metroid Dread, I'm going to buy Metroid Dread, and I hope I have time to play it, and I hope it beats Metroid Prime and becomes the best-selling Metroid game of all time. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing to whatever podcast site you're using to watch this, whether it's constructive or it's something I could do a little better. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WhatPodcasts. Anyways, this has been What's New Andrew, and that's What's New. See you next mission. Yeah.